Once, while scavenging a battlefield for salvage to repair his damaged battle mech, he collected enough scrap to build the prototype for his own dropship. It is said that he is in possession of technology that even Comstar is not aware of. It is rumored to be a time machine, allowing him to return to the 21st century. However, the only person that he supposedly has visited on numerous occasions was a man named Randall Bills. He is the most interesting man in the inner sphere. Hello, my friends. I don't always listen to Battletech Mech Warrior podcasts, but when I do, I listen to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. Stay systems nominal, my friends. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Listen up, partner. Word around here is that the Merrick Gunfighter Alliance is rolling through the inner sphere. Reckon those pilots came in from the Free Worlds League. You hearing me, son? The gunfighters have proven themselves on the battlefield. Ain't no way around it. They fill in any role for all Merrick units, from scout to assault, and with prompt, deadly support, I tell you. Now, there are two kinds of people here in MWO. The ones with loaded guns and the ones in a smoking mech heap. Which one are you? Join us at MerrickGunfighterAlliance.engine.com and find out what it takes to be a gunfighter. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 53. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is November 28, 2012, and my shout-out, well, it's going to go to all of the hunchback pilots out there. Keep doing work, gents. It'll pay off one day. You can be a big assault mech if you really try hard. And Brandon's shout-out, he's not here. He's doing something I don't know. Work, school, real life, I know, so lame. His shout-out, well, he wanted to give a shout-out to the Violent Combat Robot Show and Mr. Ren. Uh, those guys are the Goon Swarm. They're doing their own podcast. It is sort of hilarious and funny. Give them a read. We'll get you a link in the show notes after the show. And Greg, who do you have tonight? I'd like to give my shout-out to the great Ari Danica, who I've got to get to try to play NWO one these days. And who's that? Ari Danica is a major figure in the EVE podcasting community and the sort of women gamers community generally, and she is also on my League of Legends team. Dude, chicks so. don't play EVE. Come on, we all know that. <laughs> I've managed <laughs> to infect her from EVE to, to LOL, so now it's just one more step to get her to play MWO. There we I'm go. I'm confident I'll corrupt her someday. 
And we don't have Darren here tonight, unfortunately. He's in California, and wherever he lives, they had a storm earlier. No power, no internet. He is a sad panda. So we're having step in the NGNG member, Mr. Boo, Daniel himself. Thank you for joining us, Daniel. Who's your shout-out going to go to? Well, my shout-out's going to go to all the slow Jenners in MWO. When you see that centurion behind you, peeling off your back armor, know that it's me who's doing it. No, and he's running around in like the 120 kph freaking centurion as well too. He's he's one of those guys. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome all of our live studio audience. Uh, we're actually on the new TS3. It actually happened. Yes, I know it's crazy. It's not vaporware. Um, and of course, to all of our new listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed tonight's show. We ask if you have the ability, go to our website right now. Give us a tip if you can. There's a tip jar on the right side of the website. Again, this we are a community-supported podcast. Also, be sure to visit artist David White's website, MechaZone, and receive a 20% discount by entering the code GUTS, G-U-T-S, all caps, when you place your order. Again, a really amazing artist. Uh, thank you again, David, for being on the show. Can't wait to have you on again. And if you have any plans to buy anything, anything at all from Amazon.com, Please help us out by clicking through our Amazon banner on our website. It won't add anything to your charge, but it gives NGNG a little bit of kickback, and it's a good way to support us if you don't want to donate directly. We actually have more coming for other websites as well with the new website, which is in development. It looks awesome. Can't wait to get it live soon, very soon. And into the news. No Guts, No Galaxy news found in 2011, reporting in 3049. And now for the news. Carried aloft upon the winds of battle, we drift through the inner sphere, wandering masterless and homeless, stricken by the memories of what was. Our forefathers were forced to witness the death and destruction of all they held dear, left behind by their fellow Star League soldiers, driven from the world they called home, hounded at every turn by the so-called Lords of Succession. Now we have been forced to live in exile and this mercenary lifestyle, fighting in the pay of one power or another, earning enough money to keep ourselves and our families whole, struggling to retain our independence. Yet even here, we retain our honor and serve only the noblest of causes, hoping against hope that someday the winds of battle shall carry us back to the home we cannot name once more. We are the Windborn Highlanders. The winds shall carry us home. Join us, windbornhighlanders.com, for recruitment and contracts. And first off, I just want to say the NGNG TV is live. For those that don't know, we went live with our YouTube channel. Great success uh, so far, obviously. Hit a subscribe button, give us a watch. We'll be getting more and more stuff as far as organized gameplay. And I think that's what a lot of people have asked for is... Um, there's not a whole lot of uh, YouTubers out there doing organized, coordinated gameplay. And of course, you know, having BB uh, Laura always helps, given the uh, uh, Bitch and Betty voice. Uh, that was quite hilarious. A lot of people like that. So give us a su- subscribe, give us a watch, uh, check us out uh, You know, every week. We'll be posting uh, news updates and all that as far as new videos. And again, buy something on Amazon. Make sure to click through our link on our website, and we'll have more affiliate links on our new website, which is in development. We're shooting to go live January 1st of 2013, so a month off. God, it's almost 2013, guys. It's going by too quick. It's going to end on December 21st anyway, so I don't Apparently, yeah. 
Looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donations page on our website, make a unit sponsorship donation of $20, and your ad will be included in the next following show as far as whatever our schedule is. Um, be that as it may, we're already pushing into January. We have no more sp- slots in December. So if you are interested in a unit sponsorship ad, make sure to get a hold of us uh, as soon as possible. If you want to dunk in a Fisher recording or George the Do recording, I should say, uh, information is available too, so we can get that taken care of. The unit directory is online, so make sure you get listed now. Uh, that being said, we've actually had a few uh, unit leaders get in contact with them. We recently get uh, hooked up on there. We do have a featured listing, so that basically it's an extra sponsorship for you guys. It's $10 a month. Basically, we get between 2,000 to 5,000 people uh, a day to our website, so it's good uh, ad space for you guys. And on our new website, it's right there in the middle of the website, literally, and uh, help you guys out for recruitment. Are you participating in an upcoming MechWare Online, MechWare Living Legends, MechWarrior 4, Mega Mech, or any other Battletech-related group? Reserve your slot today on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server. Server information is located on our website. Once logged in, contact Sean Lang, Phil, that's me, and I'll help set you up. That being said, we're actually going live. We're actually recording on our new TS3, the 400-man, tonight, and we'll be uh, transitioning over to that as soon as possible. It's nice and shiny and clean. It is. In the top five listenership, we've got Finland, number five, Sweden, number four, Germany, number three, and then number two spot, uh, yeah, sorry, Australia, you're there again. Canada is number one, yet again, for another week. And, of course, speaking of Canadians, welcome, Brandon. Yeah, I got here as fast as I could on my moose. It only goes, what, maybe five miles per hour? (laughs) I hear you. Need to get that new XL engine moose. Yeah. I know, man. I've been trying to get that XL engine, but the C-Bills, man, I, I'm not getting them like I used to. That freemium's gone. All right, Critical Hits number seven went live on Monday. The game, it's actually been really popular amongst you. I think, actually, it's its my favorite one so far. Uh, a lot of people were like, oh, it's sort of creepy. I thought it was hilarious. You know, obviously, the comic strip were touching everything, Battletech MechWarrior, so the next one's actually uh, pretty funny, too. Yeah, you guys will enjoy it. And of course, if you have ideas for that, make sure to send it in to shortpainter at nogutsnogalaxy.net. I really enjoyed the number seven comic. Number seven, I think, is the best one that's come out yet. Yeah, I loved it. it for life. Such a true statement that it's horrifying. I see myself being that urban mech pilot 50 years from now. All right, guys. So Community Spotlight, we actually have a few things. I'm going to go through um, the Pikachu Irby first. Boo, if you link the Pikachu Irby. Yes, you heard it. Pikachu Irby. Um, I found this earlier in the week, and I thought it was only appropriate. Someone oh, sent me. adorable. Someone sent me that. Uh, so you've got a... <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> now, Paul, is that on your desk at PGI? Is that really yours? Of course it's going to be Paul putting it down. That is awesome. Anyways, uh, we found that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, We've got Kilroy, uh, a.k.a. Ian, uh, has posted up a fan remake of the MechWare 2 intro. He's been working with a small group of people, cel-shaded artwork. Go ahead and give it a watch. It's really cool. Obviously, Ian, anything you guys do over there, I'll continue to support and promote. Uh, thank you for doing that. And I know it takes a lot of work to get that. So it's really cool seeing, you know, a fan-made remake of the MechWarrior 2 intro. So give it a watch. We did mention Battletech drinks. And speaking of which, we've actually found some for you guys. So if you just want to get total 
drunkard off your ass, well, these will do it for you. We've actually got two. We've got a PDF uh, form that I found that has these, which if you read these things, they'll totally, I don't know, you're done after a few drinks. We just need a whole list that says unit, 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 unit. What's that clan one that was real famous? I have no idea. Oh, oh, they got Scorpion. Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of drinks in there that'll get you toasted. And not just toasted, like, don't probably drink too many of these because you'll probably die. That's, some of these are pretty, whew. Well, All right. PC, I think that's what it was. Now, the last thing we're going to touch on real quick is actually really important. I present to you guys a Bohemian Rhapsody of Mechwarel 9 brought to you by the Armed Unit. Now, obviously, this is a lengthy uh, watch, so go ahead and watch it. It is awesome. Oh, my God, it's awesome. Uh, so we're going, and uh, we're going to move on to the podcast, but check it out. Amazing stuff. They're going to be going live, obviously. Uh, we'll put it up on our website and Facebook, and, of course, it'll be in the show notes for you guys. But uh, they contacted me, and were like, hey, you know, dude, do you want to, you know, get this out there for us? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. It's I listened to it. They've got some uh, video footage and music and all that behind and Great work uh, to the artists to do that, and obviously the coordination armed. Great job. Appreciate you guys being a part of the community like this. And if you have any community spotlights, make sure you submit them to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net, and we'll uh, send those upward. And actually, I just received one before the show that I'll add to next week, and it has to do with plushies. Yes, plushies. Awesome plushies. Are we getting an Urban Mech plush? No. Oh. Local games, we've got the Tabletops Edge Comics and Games, and that is in Amarillo, Texas. And they are open on Wednesday evenings and weekends, opens to vets and those wanting to learn and play. You can contact Brandon at asriel at suddenlink.net, and that's A-Z-R-A-E-L at suddenlink.net, and we'll have that on the show notes as well. We also have Bookery Fantasy, Fairborn, Ohio, they do CBT games twice a month. Usually starts around 12.30 p.m. on Saturdays. You can contact Jim Topa at the.godfather at ameritech.net, and we'll have that in the show notes. It's a little lengthy. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or do you want to? If so, we'd love to announce it for free on our show. Just email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info. And don't forget, please send us in pictures or anything, any information. We'd appreciate that. And last but not least, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. Yes, that's right, you. You listening to this podcast right now, you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting, TeamSpeak 3, equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out our tip jar on the right side of the website, unit sponsorship, George the Do recorded messages, and unit ads. And again, guys, I ask you, we really do need support. You'd actually probably be surprised at sort of the, the lackluster support we've been getting, um, and that's what I'll call it. Um, we, we've talked to multitudes of people, and they, they're all about showing support. We do need your support. It's just, it's one of those things where I don't like asking, but it comes down to we have to ask. So if you have the, if you have the, you know, ability Go to the website, on the right side of the website, the tip jar, $2, $5, $10. Set it up if you can. And if you can't, again, please continue supporting us on Facebook and through the community questions and through the, you know, Mech of the Week and watching all the videos and stuff like that. And, of course, rolling on into Mech of the Week, your vote, your choice. (laughs) 
this week's Mech of the Week. Hello, everybody. This is Duncan Fisher. Do you want to poke a dragon in the eye or cut the head off a snake? Well, then, join the Rangers today and avenge your lost loved ones. Are you looking to join an elite Inner Sphere mercenary unit that is loyal to House Davion? Then look no further than the Robinson Rangers Brigade. Go to www.first-rangers.com. Now, with Mech of the Week, I actually voted, uh, well, I voted last uh, week as well, but this particular mech, I don't know, it's sort of got a sweet spot in my heart. I don't know about you guys. I've actually, there's been one game that it's been in, as far as I'm aware of. Maybe, I don't know about the mech tech uh, uh, pack, but as far as tabletop, I have used this mech, a.k.a. the Thug. Now, Greg, have you have you used the Thug at all? Um, well, I use it in MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries, I think it was in. Yeah, it was in the that game, but it wasn't but in, no, the, as far as the tabletop? No, certainly not a tabletop. I actually didn't like the Thug all that much, even in MechWarrior 2 Mercs. It always felt, I don't know, I, I, I usually like symmetrical weapon system mechs, and it had the two PPCs, but I just couldn't get into it. It might have been a, a physical look thing. I'm very <sighs> vain. My mech's got to look hot. <laughs> and the thug does not. Alright, so some background information. It is an assault mech. 80 tons. Alright. Uh, it's 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 one of those mechs that I actually played in MechWarrior 2 back in the day in Mercenaries. But I also I have used it in the tabletop. Um, it is sort of lacking as far as I can see your argument, uh, Greg. Uh, weapon status, it's got two PPCs and two SRM6. So, actually, it's one of those things, like, once you get within its range of, to sort of negate the PPCs, well, the SRMs have already came into play. And two SRM6, that's actually quite a bit of firepower. It goes 64 kph. It doesn't have jump jets, at least the uh, 11E that we're talking about. Now, me personally... Actually, I sort of like the look. I mean, it's got that, I don't know, um, back-canned legs. It's like, I don't know, catapults. Kind of like a buggish look to it. It's like what the K2 is wanting to be, but it just really doesn't want to come out and really say, you know, it's like that mech. You know why I think I don't like it? I think the legs remind me too much of the Highlander. Is that what it is? Well, it, it's it's like it's it's slouching and the legs look weird. I can't put my finger on it, but like they're not bent enough, and the torso isn't upright enough to look like a proper reverse leg mech. Well, I have used this in the tabletop, and like I said, it's actually been really effective. The amount of heat sinks add, I was able to stay in the fight, and you were able to slug it out. The only problem with it is I actually had a few light mechs close within three uh, hexes, and it pretty much negated my PPCs, but I had my SRMs, so I was able to sort of uh, fend them off, but I think my thug actually died in to i think it was three light mechs at the time swarmed him and he went down fighting you know some background information obviously uh for you guys out there there are some other uh, variants of the thug that i don't know maybe we'll see an mwo or you know tactics or something that basically upgrade it to you know double heat sinks and xl engines erppcs case and stuff like that so there aren't really any noticeable pilots that have been attached to the thug at all I've actually noticed that I tried doing some research earlier, couldn't really find any. It's just basically that it was a you know assault mech that had some um, fancy stuff like Indo Steel and uh, better heat dissipation and stuff like that. Boo, have you ever used this? I have not. Um, I have not done it in the tabletop. To me, the thug kind of looks like something 
out of Robotech, like a Zatrati type uh, mech. Now scroll down to that in the uh, Thug article. Go down to Related Battle Mechs. Click on the Hatamoto Chi. Similar weapon profile, similar weight. Look how much more badass it is. <laughs> so you're all about the aesthetics. I got you. I got you. Well, anyways, try it out. Uh, I do know the Thug it wasn't a very expensive mech for assaults that go. It's got a good amount of armor. Uh, decent speed for an assault mech. I mean, 64 kph. I mean, that's what most mediums roll, especially the Intersphere tech. So uh, keep that in mind. Check it out. Um, I wonder if they will have it in Tactics or MWO, but if they have it in Tactics, I'll definitely be uh, trying it out. But if you like Mega Mech or the tabletop game, I actually like the redesigned. Uh, there's a few redesigns, and the miniatures look really cool. Good paint schemes on them, too. I've seen. All right, guys. Moving on to our guest today. Now, I actually got to know this guy, uh, I would say about two weeks ago. We had actually a long conversation on Skype. Um, was actually interested in his unit, his actual oh, yeah. unit, yes. And basically we were having a conversation about MWO and some of the, the uh, competitiveness that was going on and whatnot. And I just want to introduce you guys first to James, a.k.a. Rayzilla. Uh, and he is the unit leader of the C Reddit group over at Reddit. And I just want to say thank you for being on the show. Uh, do you want to go by James or Ray or what do, what do you go by? Oh, you call me Jay. It's kind of like a hybrid. All right. All right, Jay, so welcome to the show. Thank you for being on here. Um, do you just want to talk about how Reddit sort of got, as far as C Reddit sort of got formed for MWO? Yeah, Credit Mercorp started out kind of as a 15 guys. We organized four-man lances and would just play in the beta. We, in the beginning, came pretty close to some NDA breaches. We had a warning on that, if I remember. Uh, so we had <laughs> to keep that down. <laughs> yeah. But um, we were real excited, and when the NDA was dropped, we went crazy with advertising and getting our friends in. Right now, we have 650 subscribers to the Reddit page, and uh, about 80 regular players. So we're real excited about MechWarrior Online. I was going to say, now, as far as uh, your roster, you have like over 600 some odd people participating in some way, shape, or form. Is that number going to get bigger as we go along, as, as MWO starts to mature even more and more? I mean... Well, you know, it's interesting that I've actually been contacted by some of the other Reddit gang groups, specifically the uh, World of Tanks group. They wanted to start a MechWarrior Online portion, or they wanted to get some of their guys also playing MechWarrior Online. But they said that instead of creating a, a totally new group, they wanted to just join us as a company. I really like that idea. So we're, we're looking forward to getting about 25 new guys from World of Tanks. And, uh, of course, a lot of EVE players play tanks and we have a really large eve reddit group so we have a lot of hope for a crossover from there too now before we dive into some of the the questions we have for you um you guys uh reddit um are known in eve as the you know test please ignore is that correct yep that's right the test alliance or honey badger corporate I was going to say, I've heard it uh, called Clusterfuck, I've heard it uh, Honey Badger. Uh... I think Clusterfuck is actually a goon group, if I remember. Yeah, Clusterfuck is the coalition that surrounds Goon Swarm, and uh, the Reddit group has sort of splintered off and is starting to do their own thing. They're still quite friendly, but the Reddit-led group, Test Alliance, please ignore their coalition, which is them and a whole bunch of other alliances that have nothing to do with Reddit, are called the Honey Badgers. 
Gotcha. Now, I actually didn't know much about Reddit up until a few weeks ago. I sort of got schooled up, and I even told you, uh, Jay, that I'm not a registered Redditor. I just, I sort of creep, and I read stuff, and I check uh, out your guys' uh, MWO page and stuff like that on quite often, and uh, I know you I know you refer to me as, like, a stalker or a lurker or something like that, but yes, I am. Maybe one day. Uh, now, uh, what is Reddit for someone who doesn't know, uh, real quick, because I didn't know up until recently, um, just a quick, what, what's, what's the simplest, uh, now, Greg, you can answer this, too, because I know you're quite active out there. What is Reddit? Well, basically, it's a conglomerate site where people post links, and you can either get them upvoted or downvoted. The links that have the most upvotes come to the front page, and they'll show up on anybody who subscribed to that that section. So, like, for example, say you're a big fan of motorcycles, you can subscribe to a motorcycle Reddit, and uh, you, anybody who posts a link on that motorcycle page, if it's upvoted, it'll show up on your front page as well. Okay, well, it's sort of... Uh, now I'm assuming that uh, I actually have heard negative things about Reddit, and I've heard positive things. I mean, is it just one of those things where it's a social sort of media that you have to watch out for, and basically don't yeah, read into some, it too much? There's some crazy stuff on that Reddit. Okay, well we'll we'll talk about that another time. Let's let's talk about C Reddit particularly. Now I'm going to ask you a quick uh, series of questions. Um, Jay, just answer them as truthfully as possible. Boom, right off the bat. Davion or Steiner? Steiner. Clan or Innersphere? Oh, that's hard. Innersphere. Oh, jeez. All right. Now, he hesitated, you... though. <laughs> he did. He did. Now, a lot of people in the live audience are like, oh, boo. All right. Um, so we were talking about last time Community Warfare and how, like, right now, obviously, the game uh, MWO isn't centered around Community Warfare just yet. It hasn't got, gotten there. But I know we've talked a lot about your groups and other groups. How excited is everyone over at C Reddit and you in particular about, you know, community warfare? What are you looking forward to the most as far as, you know, things that they've announced? I think the single largest thing I'm real excited about when it comes to community warfare is uh, going in and taking possession of a planet and getting that bonus for your whole group. So now your whole group has that benefit. I really like the idea that not only can you go in and, and get specific benefits that you like for your group but also the territory that you can control is some of it's stronger some of it's weaker so you actually have like those weaker groups coming in and getting the small territory and kind of building up and then the larger groups can go in and grab that juicy top end bonuses that everybody wants i was gonna say and we actually we still don't know really a solid um because they haven't announced it we don't know a solid you know confirmation on how community warfare is going to work but we do know that they've stated and we obviously if, with the the model they're going for is you you'll have areas where player you know controlled units mercs and houses and you will be able to fight over territory go back and forth and then i think what we're hoping is for something to come out of that a little bit more advanced like multi-stage battles you know maybe a little bit of logistics now you did mention resources um, and we talked about it when we had the Matani on about how uh, resources in a game are, you know, are really valuable. Do you see a problem with maybe a unit of your size, uh, 600 plus or maybe even more? Are, do you have some concerns over, you know, right now that maybe you just don't know about, like uh, how the unit size will work? Or do you have any concerns over unit size in general with MWO? Well, the unit size limit is something that a lot of World of Tanks people are, people that are familiar with World of Tanks, 
get worked up about because in World of Tanks Clan Wars, which you'll hear equated a lot with the possibilities for MechWarrior Online's community war. Uh, but in the World of Tanks, there's a 100-man limit on a group, which doesn't mean that your Merc Corp can only be 100 people. It just means that you put 100 in credit 1 and 100 in credit 2 and that sort of thing. So now you have a bunch of little mini corps going around. Now, does that cause any problems? I mean, as far as, uh, you know, in EVE, we've talked about it in length, uh, Craig, you know, uh, powerhouses that, you know, may last for years at times. And I think, Jay, we were talking earlier on Skype about how, you know, in that scenario that there is a player cap, you're going to have alliances that are formed. And do you see that causing issues in World of Tanks and even EVE? I mean, some of these things that can transfer over just because we're talking about groups. Well, that kind of gets into, when you're talking about EVE and the groups and the amount of people combat, uh, in EVE they talk a lot about the blob. I'm no EVE expert, I like to hide in my wormhole, but um, in EVE it'll be 800 people will show up on one side and 500 will show up on the other side. And at that point, I mean, what can the 500 do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I foresee it as not being as big of a problem in these games where you have limited numbers on each side. One of the key features of EVE is there is no player cap. There's no like, oh, it's 20 versus 20 or it's 50 versus 50 on this particular map or this particular objective. It's everybody versus everybody else. So you can have a thousand players on one side and only 250 on the other side and those 250 better learn to make friends. Well, so in this case, Greg, in case of MWO or World of Tanks to where Maybe you do have a player cap that can be, you know, n- you know, negated by just having, like you said, Jay, multiple, you know, uh, C-Reddit groups. All right. But, well, yes and no. I mean, you can have multiple groups, but if there's only a maximum of, let's say, 12 players aside, a company-sized fight, then if you have 12 players up front and they have 50 players, they can still only bring 12. Now, the advantage is going to be they're going to have a larger pool of people, so they'll probably on average be able to select the better pilots and maybe if you only have 12 to 15 people a few of your guys don't show up maybe it'll be a little short well what i see a problem being is i see the problem being um let's say group a and group b and group c are all allies and on the attack front they can uh i don't know how many battles you're able to do in a night uh competitively i know world of tanks there's a few limits but let's say they team up um, and again, this would be like on a TS3 or, you know, Mumble or something like that. And, you know, they're all working together and they attack one or multiple areas uh, of a small group. Well, that small group can only field X amount of people per battle. And so I know in World of Tanks, what would happen is there would be fades. You know, you would uh, attack and, and distract uh, someone on, you know, this front of, uh, you know, uh, granted it was a territory. But now you can imagine where if we attack planet, you know, A, B, C, and D, but really our target C, well, you know, your main, your, your really good guys are playing in, um, you know, battle A because, you know, they didn't know. So that's where I, I, I'm really interested to see how, um, you know, PGI handles the community warfare. And we just don't know. I mean, this is all speculation. But that's where I see the problem is if, if there's units of 600 plus members, whether or not they're in one unit or spread out. Yes, they're going to have a bigger pool. They're going to have better players in general as far as percentage. But then they're also going to be able to attack on multiple different fronts. Is there a way to sort of counter that as far as like a game design? Well, it's, like you said, it's, it's all speculation at this point. 
it's really going to depend a lot on what Piranha decides to do with regards to the mechanics of taking a thing. If, if you can be attacked on the same plane an infinite number of times, but you can only defend with the same players once, then yeah, that's going to be a significant advantage for the blob. But if you can field those same 12 people over and over again to defend against every attack, and there's really no reason they couldn't implement that system, then I think the, uh, I mean, your guys might get tired, but at least you're still able to field the same defensive force. Gotcha. Now, not to sit on this topic too much, um, do you have any concerns um, as a unit leader, uh, Ray, with the current state um, of the game? The current state of the game in general? I think yeah. the, the single largest concern I have for MWO, and this may seem kind of out of left field, but it's performance issues. It's getting MWO on those players who have lower end machines. So you're not concerned with the balance of the game. You're not concerned with you know this setup or that or anything like that. You're more concerned just the just the performance. Yeah, um, and it's interesting because I really feel like PGI has a lot of communication with their players. We had a lot of people who were upset about the four-man pre-made and now the eight-man pre-made. And that's a big concern for me as a unit leader who wants to participate in the MechWarrior Online leagues. But because uh, PGI has been so clear that they definitely intend to put eight-man groups back in and in such a way that we can also get organized groups together without having to go through gimmicks and weight matching and that sort of thing, you know, I know that those issues are going to be resolved, so I'm not concerned about them. And I was going to say, me and you were talking earlier on Skype about uh, some of the ECM and just how, like, every little piece of equipment that isn't in game right now or change to a weapon or a mechanic is basically, it's a game changer when you look at competitive play. And and we'll talk about that a little bit. But, um, you know, what are some of the positives that you've seen so far in MWO, if you want to touch on that? One of the biggest things I enjoy in MechWare Online is the low time to kill where you can, you know, if I played, you know, three or 400 hours of Call of Duty when I was in college. And uh, the whole Twitch gaming scene, you, you pop around a corner, somebody sees you first, you die immediately, that sort of first-person shooter feel. MechWarrior Online does not have any of that. In MechWarrior Online, you know, you're thinking, do I want to shoot this guy's arm? Do I want to go for a side torso? Do we want to try legging him? And you have time to shoot him a couple times and say, Nope, he's got a lot of armor there. Let's switch to a different component, and then, uh, and you can run away from fights and still be alive. Just the fact that it takes a long time to kill somebody, and the fact that once they die, they're dead, and there's no respawn. I feel like it adds a whole another level of strategy and tactics onto the shooter game. Yeah, most definitely. Um, there's a, a particular military term that sort of escapes me right now, but it's basically I see it a lot happen on you know uh, matches is you'll get up or you'll lose one and then quickly it's like a domino effect you know because now instead of it just being you know sort of like a one-on-one possibility now it's somewhere along the lines there's a two-on-one or three-on-one as soon as they people start uh dropping it's really cool you read about it in the battle tech novels too so it's just uh i see like that happens a lot you know of course uh Jay, we need to move on with the show. I want you to stay if you have the ability to pipe in, because we do have a few topics that we talked about earlier off the show that I want you to pipe in um, you know, with your input. But if you have to go, uh, that's totally cool, and we appreciate you being on the show. And uh, I know we'll be seeing C-Reddit um, in, I would say, numbers in the near distant future. Actually, i got a question. Yeah, Why shoot. Why C-Reddit? Because I know the... Uh 
the Eve Corpus dreaded dreaded. What is the yeah, naming yeah. convention? Well, the we went for a credit Mercorp, so we call it credits. Call the currency credits. Uh, it's about we get the money, we get the credits, we get, and we're good, you know. It's all about the money. I getcha. It's all about the green, Greg. Well, can relate to that one. <laughs> yeah, all so right. We're totally Mercorp. We're real excited about the Mercenary Corporation system. And if you ever to check out Credit Mercorp, it's uh, Credit MWO on Reddit. So feel free. I was gonna say you guys are coming out with a new website soon and forums and all that fun stuff, right? Yeah, we've got uh, an older like first build website for our private forums, but we're real excited about it. This new this new front page and totally upgraded forms we're going to so that will be me in the next couple weeks awesome all right well jay if you can stay awesome if not appreciate you being on the show and again we'll sit down with you especially once the community warfare uh section kicks off in mwo we'll definitely have you back on and get your input all right that sounds good thanks for having me on all right, moving on to community questions. Now, disclaimer again, we can't answer every question that's asked, and some of them will be answered in stuff we cover later on, so just that disclaimer. The world according to Paul. Do you like that, Paul, considering it was world according to Garth? Should it be Paul all the time? Uh, no, you can leave it at Garth. <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, busy. I'm looking at all this fun stuff that we're going to be packing into the December 4th patch. Now, speaking of which, how are things going this week? Uh, you guys just went live with uh, the patch on Tuesday, yesterday. Um, uh, well, a plethora of updates and pat- patch notes and stuff out there. Uh, how's everything going on your guys' end? Uh, so far, so good. The patch rolled out a lot smoother than normal, which is a really good thing. Um, we're aware of the issues that are coming up with some of the new players and some players that are having some performance problems. And you'll also notice that there's been a lot more activity on the forums in terms of the command chair. And that's where you're going to start seeing a lot of new news, a lot of new updates as to exactly what's happening with the progress of the project. I was going to say, I've started noticing a post on the command chair um, instead of Brian posting dates. I think he's wising up to start posting (laughs) soon, right? I'm not going to comment on that because he's going to do this later. (laughs) Well, Brian, if you're listening, I said it. Yeah. Anyways, did you uh, last last week on uh, before the holidays uh, we had the Twitch event? You know, did you guys enjoy that? How fun was that for you on Wednesday? Gotta say, everybody involved with that, um, including yourselves, we've got to send out a big thank you. The IGP marketing team, uh, even Damer, the guy who helped protect us, just gotta say a big thank you. Us here at Piranha had a really good time doing that. It was a lot of fun. And once again, trial that guy kicks somebody's ass. <laughs> now, that being said, I do know we'll be doing uh, future Twitch events with you guys. And NGNG will actually be doing uh, Twitch events and all that. And we'll get all that info out uh, to everyone out there. I actually really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Slight technical issues here or there. Uh, it was actually sort of funny. But uh, overall, it went really well. And it was I enjoyed it. So... Uh, Awesome. Now, with the just to touch on, is there anything that you're looking forward to um, in the upcoming you know holiday time, as far as like Christmas and December time frame? Is there anything that uh, you know you can toss maybe out there that you're looking forward to for MWO? Uh, put it this way: there's a new map, and by a new map, I mean a new map. 
that is coming out soon. It is a very large map. Um, now we've heard it's a it's a desert map. That's that's what we've heard people alluded to. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny that. Gotcha, gotcha. Secret confirmed. shit. Confirmed. You heard it here, guys. Confirmed. Put it to you this way: there are points on the map where you can see an enemy, and your LRMs are way out of range. Wow, that'll be nice. So, room to maneuver. I always like that. All yeah, right, I need now, to stretch out my command, uh, centurion legs on anyways. Now, obviously, we've got a few questions. We're going to go over community questions, and then we'll move to live studio audience. So, uh, Paul, there may be a few references in here um, I'll uh, ask you about. I just want to mention to Darren, we miss you. The show's not the same without you. I, you know, I just don't have any... I can't make fun of Boo or Greg. Why can't make fun of me, huh? I, I don't know. It's just he's big and he's hairy and he's old. I mean... He's like a big old tarted bear. He is. I miss you, Darren. Get on the internet. Actually, well, you don't really have any control about that. Moving on to community questions. We've got Commander Rad, and he asks, same old question, the Cry 3, CryEngine 3 supports uh, surround sound, and currently he's got his razor and headset and all that, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. When is full surround sound going to be implemented? Now, of course, he's basically saying that he's got all this souped-up speaker system for surround, and uh, he's wondering, I guess, Paul, this would be directed sort of at you. Uh, do you know if surround sound, if that's uh, on the docket, or is that far off? Well, as far as I know, uh, 5.1 audio is already in the game. Um, as for 7.1 and 3D sound, I am not sure. Okay, there you have it. So, Commander Red, 5.1. There you have it. Yeah, people want to hear Bitch and Betty in their brain. God. Actually, I've had to turn her down, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've been playing. I'm like, damn it, Betty, not right now. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, the good thing about Betty is that um, we're watching, monitoring the forums. Our sound engineer guy is watching the feedback, and he can make adjustments very, very quickly. So expect things every patch, basically, when it comes to audio. All right. We, next question is Fiac Dub. If I totally butchered that, well, that's what your name is now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And his question, our thoughts on possibly pushing back the timeline a year? Would we like to see it pushed back for technical reasons? I think actually it's been stated that PGI is on track as far as uh, I know a lot of people are wondering about clan invasion and when that happens and all that fun stuff. And Jay, didn't you mention, um, you know, uh, we were talking about the clans. Uh, You said April, right? Time frame? I think he stepped away. April for the clans? I, I remember you said something about uh, clan invasion in uh, 2013. Yeah, if they're doing it by the timeline, they said they were going to try to go for uh, a one-to-one timeline, which means that 20, 3050 is the date that uh, the clan invasion starts. So, in fact, according to the lore, I think already some clan attacks have happened on the periphery. Yeah, Phelan uh, Kel has been captured uh, already. That happened a while ago, which was my favorite character ever. So. Yep, PK. And then, you know, just sort of a side note, then he gets drugged up and interrogated by Vlad, and 
the it was like good guy good cop bad cop and then he pretty much divulges every single bit of intel he knows which he just so happens to be you know the cousin of a prince who's been to a good academy and he knows everything about like every freaking unit even as friendly and he divulges all of it and hits a low point in life drugs lots of drugs not the good kind all right that's uh, your history lesson with Phil. Uh, moving on to uh, um, Paul here. Paul, I mean, obviously you guys are working hard. I mean, do you s- everything's on track as far as a timeline for releasing stuff in the future? Sure. In fact, we're going to bring the clan invasion timeline forward. They're going to be invading next week. Yes. Can I have a Timberwolf? <laughs> no, uh, we are on track for the timeline. Um, actually, from... My last reading is that it's around August when uh, Clan Invasion actually starts hammering hard on the Inner Sphere. We might scale our timeline around that, right? So um, basically, don't expect the Clan Invasion in April, right? So, Gotcha. There. I was going to say the FRR, the Free Rosselhog Republic, pretty much gets their shit pushed in that's what that's pretty much the pounding hard it's it's like a raffle stomp all the way down the middle all right moving on to the next question we've got anglo and he asks what's your thoughts on the community asking for an in-game lobby system hopefully integrated with like c3 and pre and post game capabilities and team integration me personally i wouldn't mind a uh team chat in-game lobby but the only problem is Look, guys, it's the internet. Hop into any of these games that have some type of Eve, um, Blacklight Retribution, League of Legends, or any anything where you really can't control that channel. There are douchebags galore in there. Kit, I mean, I'm okay with not having it if it doesn't get in, but I would like some type of system. I don't know. Uh, some, Greg? Sort of look, some sort of looking for group system. Well, if it's automatically yeah. balancing by what mech you're in anyway, the mech size, then it's somewhat redundant. I mean, the main function in League of Legends is to have those team chats is so you can coordinate who's doing what. If that's already pre-sorted, then it's not much point. Yeah, the, in- the in-game UI, definitely chat system, all that, I'm sure, hopefully, for God's sake, we'll get a revamp. That's It's still painful. It's so painful. Um Actually, I think there's a limit to how many friends you can have. Isn't it like 250? I had to remove some people on my friends list because I couldn't add any more people, so I had to take people sure off. Sure you did, Sean. Sure you did. Right now it's a base 255, but we can increase that. We just want to see what the database load's going to become. Uh, touching on this whole thing is that we are looking at a two-pronged approach. One is a new and improved chat system, which will allow you to have uh, Merc unit chat systems. You can have team-based, you can have uh, even down to Lance-based chat. Uh, we're also looking into the idea of a lobby system. The lobby system we know is key to something for competitive gameplay. Now that includes things like you set up your own team and then you invite another team to join you. Um, maybe we might even use uh, match identifiers. So if you create a group, your group has a number assigned to it. You give that number to your opposing team, then you match based on that. So basically you can do things directly, like um, Mercorp versus Mercorp directly. Nice. I, did you play MechWarrior 4 at all, Paul? Yes, I did. Did you, you remember the MSN zone and the lobby and how, like, I mean... 
you could see everyone in there and, you know, you could go and create a game and a channel and you could see, you know, again, exactly sort of what you're saying. Two groups could go in there and compete, you know, and set up their settings and stuff like that. Um, I would love to see, I mean, and again, in this route, I would love to see, um, but, you know, definitely have some moderators in there too. Um, that's one of the issues I see in a lot of games is they don't moderate it very well. And so it's just, hmm. Anyways, thanks for the info. Uh, that's actually really good to know that that's being looked into. And the next question is Mad Cat Ace. Thank you again, Mad Cat, for all the support. He sends me emails all the time. Uh, there's no Mad Cat. <laughs> well, hey, tell him hey, that. If he gets a Mad Cat, I gotta get my Scorpion. I mean, it's only well, fair. This is his name. I mean, you can go talk to him. I don't know. And he says, uh, "All that." Well, my retort is, "It's Timberwolf. Get it freaking right." Mac Has NG NG thought about asking any of the other actors besides George the Dude from previous Mech Warriors, Mech Commanders, to games to appear on the show? And he says, "I'd love to hear what uh, you know Ian Trasari's actor talked about during his experience and blah 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 and stuff like that." Um, I've actually we haven't touched base with any of those people. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I could we've got a few contacts here there that is a good idea um we've we've actually tried to reach a few of the authors and due to our relationship now with um randall bills we're going to try to get um you know someone like michael stackpole or you know uh, coleman on the show i think that would be awesome so yes we have thought about that uh, ace and we will hopefully get you guys some cool uh, interviews in the not too distant future Hey, real quick, while we're talking about MechWarrior 2, MechWarrior 3 stuff, old school MechWarrior, I would like to say I'm really excited about Bitch and Betty. Very exciting. I'd love to hear Systems Nominal. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell that it's still in the early stages, you know. Um, I think uh, I think a lot of people out there, and again, we'll touch on this later, are asking, you know, are there going to be sound packs and stuff, you know, or can you imagine, like, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, in a pulp fiction in a pulp fiction sort of manner or you know just stuff like that or even you know customize Uh, i know a lot of people have been asking about laura yeah all right moving on to the next question we have the claw or claw i should say any plans to flesh out the in cockpit info displays we've gotten pretty good idea of the final setup from the trailers but will we be able to configure the position in the cockpits or similar options paul is there anything you want to touch on on that uh, maybe around the same time that we released the Mad Cat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I remember uh, some discussion about uh, the in-game or in-cockpit items, obviously, which are going in uh, now, and a custom setup. But from the design perspective, that's got to be a pain in the ass to implement. So I have no idea. Well, yeah, it's kind of a pain, but um, the thing is, is that the pipeline for those little customizable objects is very, very fast, so you guys can expect a lot of cool stuff coming out pretty soon. Hey, Paul, would I be able to uh, bedazzle my cockpit? No. Oh, come on, I want to bedazzle it. No. Next thing you know, he'll ask if he can paint his nails. <laughs> hey, automatic nail painter. There you go. It's the um, now, Greg uh, and, and Jay, you guys have been playing for quite some time. Um, as far as the end game, uh, the ammo actually, like uh, if you're rolling around with uh, you know ammo in your weapon, it actually displays. You've got your heat sinks that displays. There's a lot of info in there, but do you guys ever like actually go out of your way to use those while you're playing? 
Like well, instead of just the read uh, readout on your normal weapons display, you know, like all of the stuff on your HUD is presented to you. I mean, it's sort of like a secondary backup, right? But we never really get to use it. There's one thing I personally use, and that's the um, heat sink display. It tells you how many heat sinks are still active. If a section gets blown off your Mac, then you know how many heat sinks you lost. Yeah, I do use that as well. I haven't actually played around with it much. Don't play with it too much. <laughs> Sounds like some cool options, though. I could definitely see situations where I've been where I would definitely use it. Right now I'm just working on my basics, like learning to keep lasers on target for a while. I'm having trouble with that. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Mech Warrior 4 lasers where you know, point, everything hits it. Yep. I, I actually like the system better. It's just you, know, you gotta adjust. Alright, and the last question for community questions we have is Army Unit. And he says, do you guys know what Mech Tech has done or has been working on? And uh, I think he's referring to the Solaris Assault Tech that they announced uh, way back when. We haven't heard anything. Uh, I've been in contact with them, and again, I still think they have ties into another project. <clears throat> I'm on my soapbox about that still. But we haven't heard anything specifically. We haven't heard there hasn't been any news about Solaris Assault Tech other than I think last week um, uh, in a thread they said news coming soon, and then there was a bunch of trolling about. That's what you guys said like a few months ago. So we still haven't heard anything about it. Um, for those that don't know, the Solaris Assault Tech, uh, they were there at the GDC. It was like an arena-based um, Solaris uh, system Mech Tech was working on. Um, looked pretty pretty cool, but we haven't seen anything. No videos, no pictures, no text, no nothing. So I don't know if the project's still going on. I don't know if the I don't know. Just I have no idea. Paperware. It might, it might be Vaporware. We may never see it. All right, now we're going to move on to questions from the live studio audience. So what's going to happen right now is we'll ask uh, you guys X up, and basically we'll ask you to unmute your mic and uh, ask away. So, uh, Boo, you want to call out the people? Lord Death Maggot, you're up. Unmute. And he will type. All right, now his question is, since the start of open beta, I've seen an increase in credit farmers, AFKers, and team killers. I have made and seen suggestions about increasing C-bail penalty for team killing and suicide. Um, what specifics can you give us on a plan to deal with these uh, you know, nuances? Um, Paul, is there anything specifically? I mean, I've seen them happen. Actually, I had one of my uh, unit members get uh, watch an Atlas in a trial mech turnaround team kill a teammate in a Saturian turn around and shot him and killed him. Uh, obviously it's going on. Is there anything you guys are doing behind the scenes? Well, it's kind of funny that you guys mentioned this because this has been on our radar for a long time and we are very well aware of the problem. Uh, it's not an easy problem to solve, but I can tell you this is that as of today, there's going to be a lot of people kind of upset that they're not able to log into their accounts anymore. Ooh. Oh snap! Drop oh the shit! All right, now that being yeah, I was gonna say that being said, let's put it in context here. I mean, whoever's going out there and team killing, why are they doing it? Is just funny, haha. If you like, I've shot hell. You watch some of our YouTube videos. Of course, there's gonna be friendly fire. It happens, but I'm not going around and alfing you know people in the back. But, you know, how do you set, you know, obviously this is PGI's job is to sit down and come up with the system, how it works, obviously. But, you know, how do you determine if it was intentional? You know, how do you determine, oh, it, you know, uh, it just, you know, this person's going AFK happening all the time. 
I mean, you're going to have it happen in every single game out there. It does happen in every single game. It's just... Uh, I've seen uh, farmers a lot. Uh, commandos, they'll run out there, stop, not even shoot, not even tourist, and you blow them away. And then they just, you know, go to the next game. Well, one of the great things that we have going for us is that we have full-on metrics about what's going on in, during a match. And when it comes to somebody being reported, well, now this is key report that person for team killing we can take a look at his team kills we can take a look at how much team damage he's doing per match right and make a decision based on that Ooh, that, that brought me into a new i have a question for you paul are we ever going to see in our stats how much damage we're doing like i mean i know it's cool to see how many kills but i'm not really a kill player i go out there to do as much damage and i don't really get to see that is that a possibility in the future actually see those stats I'm not going to answer your question because it didn't come from the guys listening to this team. Damn it! I don't have no power. Okay, all joking aside, yes, we have major stats coming online um, that you'll be able to view within the client and on the website. So, yeah, just hold on. Oh, I was going to say, we're going to bring this up in a little bit, but I love the maps that you guys uh, made public the heat maps and damage maps uh, anyways we'll, we'll talk about that in a second but uh, yeah all right boo who do we got next we got steamship come on and I'm... uh i was wondering with the uh, current camera system i know it's just phase one are you guys considering any alterations in the uh way of purchasing it that is something we are looking at on a day-to-day basis like we're just starting to get full numbers in on what's being sold how many is being sold and that will be a business decision that brian and russ will have to come up with so thank you the price of camo's too damn high nah nah i don't know what you're talking about your like, mom was too high oh <laughs> he, he said it he didn't say he don't yes oh, he did uh-uh oh he did all right. And that be said, uh, Camo just went live yesterday. Um, I actually, you know, it's one of those things, you know, PGI has to make money. Um, you know, microtransactions, these little things. Um, I can understand, though, some people being a little bit upset about having to spend money. And, you know, I'm sort of open. I mean, it is what it is. I can use red, and I don't mind dropping a few MC on you know, uh, our aces camo scheme, you know, that we come up with. I have no problem with that. Meh, you know. I, w- I was a little upset because I couldn't choose black, but then I found out the PC Gamer's uh, color scheme was uh, available for free. There you go. All right, next question. Who do we got, Boo? Jaxcom. Jaxcom? I was going to say Jaxcom. Uh, J-A-X-X-O-M. That is you. You can unmute. Anybody else singing Johnny Cash in their head right now? My question is with the prevalence of TKers and the like, um, especially with phase one and dropping as four man pre made into four pug units, and people talking about how they do not like to be in some kind of pre made uh, group. Is there any kind of plans for maybe a, a system to basically give those players a chance to prove their skill against other players, similar to like the arena system in WoW, like a 1v1 or 2v2? lance on lance kind of combat or possibly even the higher 8v8 or 4v4 free-for-alls i think uh they've actually stated that they're gonna allow you to be able down the road or at least that they want to where you actually be able to do you know sort of like grudge matches like that and one-on-ones and all that 
and even groups on groups. I think that's just down the road. You know, it's just gonna. I think they have mentioned possibly they'd love to see like a Solaris Arena, but I'm not sure if that's you know on their to-do list or it's like a wish list. You know, if we can do that. I, well, it's a little bit more than a wish list. It's actually something we will be focusing on uh, pretty much right after we get Community Warfare fully implemented. Are we talking about Slayers right now? It's something that's in a closed environment that allows small numbers against small numbers. Let's just say this. Duncan Fisher is a um, person around this area. All right, I only brought it up because to give the people that don't want to play with a group an opportunity to play with themselves and let the other people that do <laughs> want to play with groups play with groups. I would thoroughly enjoy a, a Solaris-style arena. I think that would be freaking awesome. Might get my ass whooped. Instead of, you know, obviously you're not willing to say the name Solaris Arena, can we just call it the Fisher Hole? Mm, Fisher Hole. Sounds a little... Okay. <laughs> call it whatever you want, Greg. I was thinking about something a little bit more politically correct, like the Sun Stadium. Mm. Alright, boo, we got one more. Who do we got? Gods of War. Alright, gods. That's what it is. Thank you. But yes, um, Paul, this is about the uh, paint schemes that you guys posted up. And my big thing is, is the prices are pretty high. But why don't we actually own the colors once we get the MC to unlock them, to use C-bills, to put them on other mechs? Uh, this comes down to what I mentioned before, is that we're looking into what is selling, what is not selling, what is not being carried over. And it's really a business decision, and that's something I can't really talk on. That's a Brian uh, Ekman or Russ Bullock kind of question. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I've read a lot of people asking about it on the uh, forums. And, uh, you know, of course, realize, guys, that Paul is, uh, you know, he's not the president of the company, you know. Uh, so that's as far as like a business decision, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm sure they'll track it. It's with anything like League of Legends, you know, where you have to um, purchase um, the different skins, you know. You can play all the characters, you can, you know, get the in-game currency to get them but then to get all the cool looking stuff you know you have to pay for and again this is a company and they have to make money because the game's you know free to play so it's actually a good question and i'll make sure it's on the docket whenever we have russ on again so thank you i was gonna ask you if you could pass that on thank you very much yeah no no problem all right awesome questions everyone we're gonna be moving on of course we've got screenshot 26 that came out and it was of the cataphract i love this because of course as the two flames and as darren mentioned last week he said he saw a few uh k2s running around with flamers in their arms just uh with the you know convergence and they're basically you know triggered down on them while they're engaging so it looks like a bull you know with you know flames coming out so i thought that was sort of appropriate of course now the cataphract with flames and now you can, you know, start doing paint schemes on these. So it's going to be even cooler seeing screenshots with uh, paint schemes, which I'm sure, Paul, you guys have been wanting to do for a while. It's just you didn't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet until yesterday. That is correct. All right. We also have the Piranha Hunt winners, uh, which, again, uh, thank you guys for participating in it. I hope you enjoyed um, the Twitch TV event. Um, we'll be doing more, I know for a fact and of course just a quick shout out to dave from above Kyrie, confracto hermes 
stabby, stabity style. I'm sorry, dude. You, you know, yeah. Levithics, Havoc JD, Venomai, and of course, USMC Iceman. Love that last one. So again, congrats, guys. That was awesome. Levithic? Do, do, do. And uh, maybe next time, uh, now that we got paint schemes, maybe we can get um, the devs possibly in like custom paint schemes like, you know, pink. Pink. Atlas. And, you know, it's like kill the pink Atlas, you know, find the devs. White rabbit sort of thing. Wait, maybe they can bedazzle the mechs. You're out of control, boo. <laughs> uh, we also have the form avatars. I don't know if you guys noticed it. A lot of people might have squeaked by. But you can now select your allegiance icon. And we've got uh, the link for you right here, the news. So now you can actually switch back and forth. I know a lot of people are wondering about that. Um, I'm actually, I think I'm lo- rocking a Davion right now. Because, I don't know, Davion at heart, Merc by trade. That's how I roll. All right, we've got... The Ask the Devs 26 came out. Now, obviously, we don't have time to go over all of these, um, but there was some important stuff. They released info on, like, the uh, specs of some of their test computers, of their systems on the uh, QA side. They talked about the paint schemes a little bit and then other heat scale penalties. Uh, This is actually one of those things that I feel is really important is the gameplay. You know, how is it going to affect, you know, different effects of heat scale but right now, what they're doing is they're sort of looking at well, what needs to go in the game right now to get it, you know, working properly. And we'll look at, you know, how things are implemented down the road. Just focus on getting fuzzy dice in. Um, they talked about how, like, uh, there's a question asked about modern day missiles and how, you know, fast they travel. But yet, you know, uh, mechs can dodge missiles and, and stuff. And basically, it's guys, it's a game. It's not based on reality, you know. So in reality, we live in, you know, 2012. There are no mechs, regardless of what I do, you know, in my spare time and what Come I pretend to be. Japan yeah. needs to make out a mech. Actually, I take that back. There are some mecha suits now. You can, for like a, a million dollars, you can buy in, in Japan. I take that back. I, I'm totally wrong. Sorry about that. Um, there was, uh, you know, they touched on the negative and sort of unrealistic expectations at some of the, you know, forums and how it's sort of disheartening. And, uh, you know, Garth touched on how basically if there was one thing he could get across, this is that they're barely into development for a year. And, uh, most of the devs are there till 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, uh, the post of you're just being lazy, you know, you guys aren't working hard enough. It's just sort of not fair and sort of, no, no, I've seen right now, uh, and Greg, I, I'm on the forums quite a bit, and uh, Daniel, you can pipe in here too. I've actually seen a lot more positive responses, like, guys, really? This is being talked again? You're not being constructive? You're not being useful? Just stop? I've seen a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of rage and a lot of people trying to calm other people down. Rage on an internet forum? I'm shocked. Well, if I could just comment on that just for a second. Um, yeah. There have been a few people contacting me through the back channels for private messaging system and they're being very very level-headed about stuff and it's carried on to some really good conversations and it's also part of the catalyst that if you look at the streak srm issue that i've been posting about um that's where most of this information is coming from it's not just a matter of sitting there going well what am i going to do with the streak srm so i'm actually listening to you people out there Right, but if you start off by saying you're a dickhole, you don't know what you're doing. Chances are, I'm just going to 
move on to the next message. So keep that in mind. As uh, one of my sergeants said to me years ago, tact goes a long way, PFC Langenberg. Goes a long way. Now go freaking run. Yes. So I definitely understand. Start the conversation. Be level-headed. And you might, just might, want to be an adult when you're talking to someone. Uh, you know. Yeah, act like an adult. So some of you guys aren't adults out there, so I guess I, I take that back. Be... <laughs> be literally by age i'm not insulting so there are some people who are under 18 act like an adult so there like i'm not getting hurt over this stuff i'm just like okay if you want to start a conversation off like that go right ahead right and i'm not looking for butt kissing i don't need that at all just be level-headed like i know you have valid concerns everybody does this is a very passionate project from both community and the developer side so it's bound to get some buy-in where you're just like, oh my god, what's going on? And you want to know the truth, so just approach it that way. And that's also why we have a medium of uh, Garth and Paul, and uh, you know we have a presence here on the, the show, PGI, and it's, they, they have no problem with answering questions as long as you're you know, level-headed and told about it. I mean, we're getting answers out of them tonight, that, you know, so there you have it. It happens every week on the show. Mech Hero Mech. Mech. Yeah. Very serious business. Sorry. Mech business serious business we've got the hero mech number two announced obviously it's the cataphract it's funny when this came out people are screaming oh it's 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 canon it's canon it's actually not canon they made it up they've stated they've made it up uh but the main reason being is if you go to sarna there's really not any other at the time frame uh mech pilots so they pretty much had to you know create one which i have no problem with um, and of course, as soon it was it was it was announced, you know, people were like, oh, it's three ballistics, three goss. All I gotta say to this: go ahead, be that guy, take the three goss, and I'm going to tear you a new one in my hunchback. That's all I gotta say. Go ahead, do it. It's gonna it's gonna be hilarious. And then you're gonna cry, and then you're gonna see that you know hunchbacks are OP and need to be nerfed, and I'm gonna laugh, and it's it's alright. Heck, I'm a Cataphract 4X. I put four AC2s on it. There you go. This is the most annoying thing in the world. Deca, deca, deca. We've also got the patch notes. Make sure to read up. Um, one of the things that the devs have been doing, and Paul, you mentioned this earlier on the show, is the um, command share. We've got a ton of shit, guys. Go to the content roadmap by Brian. Read the featured planning by Brian. Read the new heat maps. By the way, I'm going to share the heat maps real quick. If you guys haven't checked these out, these are badass. They show you a over-the-top, you know, top-down perspective of movement on the maps, the kills, and the deaths on each map. And each one of those little dots is an occurrence. So where you literally see nothing but solid red is because... Or, or solid color is because it's happening so much there that it's, you know. So this is the type of information I was talking about on the previous shows of the devs are keeping track of literally where things are going on. Now, that being said, um, you know, Paul, you guys also keep track of everything else under the sun, right? Kills, death, damage, uh, damage dealt, damage, you know, received and all that stuff. Um, and I know a lot of people are interested in getting that information, some feedback and stuff like that as well. But uh you can see just based off these maps, they're, they'll adjust the actual map dimensions, the physical locations. That being said, uh, Paul, you guys introduced in uh, the Frozen City buildings inside the, the 
the tunnel. I mean, was that based off of some of this information that was coming in? Uh, yep. It's just a matter of more pathing. It's a little bit more uh, vis blocking. So you don't have these giant sightlines anymore. Like this is why that one giant building in the middle of Frozen City appeared, right? And it's just to help with the uh, line of sight issues. Now, as a designer, are you guys wanting, when you look at these maps, you may see like, okay, that's a lot of people are dying around this area. Even though you have a lot of red in one area and some of the map isn't being used as much as far as deaths and stuff, is it just one of those things where you don't want to like shoehorn someone into these areas, but you definitely want the maps to be used in general, like all the areas. I mean, how do you how do you go yeah, about making the decisions? You pretty much hit it on the head. There is just that we want people to utilize the map, but not necessarily force them through certain areas of the map. Right? Um, for example, the lower, uh, basically gorge side of Frozen City was never used for the longest time. Right? Uh, it still isn't used that much, but with a new game mode, yeah, there's going to be some action down there. Now you know. I think, I think it would be cool is actually seeing these map stats based on competitive uh, games matches only. Like you know, once community warfare is implemented, you guys track just what's happening on those maps based on those. I wonder if you would see the same amount of kills and deaths in the same instances, or you know, um, completely different. Something that you guys didn't expect. But I, I definitely enjoyed these when these came out in the, uh, the week. I was like, ooh, cool. Now I got a question. How are heat maps actually created? Purely from the telemetry of the dedicated servers. Basically, every time there's an action, the dedicated server logs that action. So in the case of like a kill heat map, every time somebody's killed, it just marks the spot on that location. And it does that for every single match that it runs. One thing I'm very impressed with is the forest colony map. It's so distributed. Like, that's a sign of some nice balance right there. Like, there's yellow everywhere. There's a ship that's out in the water now, and that helped that whole situation out, because now there's no, more cover out there, right? And you got to think, Boo, um, everything in a game is just, it's information. I mean, you know, yes, visually you see it on your screen as, you know, a mech and lasers, and at behind the scenes programming, it's all just code. So every single time you shoot and your heat spikes... It's also recording where you at as far as coordinates on the map. I mean, all of it's just it's just, just math. I mean, that's all it is behind the scenes. All just code. It's sort of like the Matrix, dude. Just think of the wall of the, you know. Do, do I need to get a tinfoil hat on my, my Mac pilot? I'm It'll be all scared. right. It'll be all right. I'm scared. I'm scared. All right. Now, we do have a streak nerf coming. Uh, they've talked about this. Uh, Paul specifically uh, touched on this, was the weapon balancing. and But there's reasons behind it. And obviously, yesterday, he touched down... Um, actually, this was today, technically. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a few things on here. There was the streak nerf they talked about, specifically. Uh, oh my god, they're too OP, and there was an update about that. They are going to be changed and nerf in their operation. Uh, they stated that uh, SRMs will actually hit like multiple locations instead of just one location, which I like. Uh, again, uh, right now... Actually, was it you, Paul, that got taken out by the streak cat in the Twitch TV event, or was that a uh, Garth. I think that was Garth because I got taken out with the XL engine, like, side torso. Yeah, yeah. Someone hunted down Garth with a street cat and pretty much focused only on him, but it's just, you know, you get hit by all those streaks in one location. Yeah, you're not going to last long. So that's been adjusted. 
Now, I heard uh, a suggestion saying that if you have a whole bunch of streaks, uh, it may take it like a little bit longer to lock on. I don't know. That's yep. not well, a bad that's, idea. See, the thing is, that's mechanic test tuning, right? And as I mentioned in my last update, is that there's been three fixes that have gone in. One is to make sure that the streak SRMs always hit. The other one was that um, streak SRMs are actually spreading their damage out properly. And with the third thing that will be coming out is the amount of recoil that streak SRMs cause and the amount of smoke that they cause will be reduced. And I'm just wondering if that's going to be enough. So I'm going to get that into play testing um, fairly soon. Like I just actually set the numbers tonight. We'll be passing that through into what's called um, branch testing. Once it's gone through branch testing, it'll go into the main build, basically. And of course, the recoil and the amount of smoke will be reduced. That almost sounds like a buff. Uh, no. Like no, it basically means like when you get hit, the recoil. Yeah, uh-huh. you're just not going to shake around as much. Because yeah. that's what street cats are doing. They'll chain fire them, and it's really difficult to basically. It's a pain in the ass because you're bouncing around like a freaking doll in there. Uh, they also mentioned. Um, AC-20s are being sped up as far as the velocity of the round to from 750 to 900. And that also means all the other ACs as well, which means you have about 20 to 30% less. You should have to, like, uh, you know, put on your aiming and stuff like that as far as tracking. Anyways, lots of cool stuff. Obviously, um, what was released uh, yesterday, uh, or actually a few days ago on the 23rd, uh, Brian released the camo spec and customization. Uh, there's a huge thing on it. Obviously, you guys are already familiar with it, so it's sort of old news. So we'll move on. Um, I want to be able to zoom into my mech. ECM, ECM just came out. Now, this is sort of a game changer. Um, go ahead and read through it. I'm really excited about that. We'll talk actually more once this is actually implemented because it is such a long read. But they already have made an adjustment to it today, uh, what mech is capable of carrying it. They took off this uh, Jenner uh, D because god that mech is op and i can't imagine having it i mean it's like it's the best jenner variant out there and they throw on an ecm module oh god yeah it's yeah and we'll talk more about that um i know a lot of people are interested in seeing the competitive environment like why would you take a flea over a jenner Uh, all that stuff again will play out and we'll talk about it more as soon as you know community warfare starts to go in there and and competitive you know play because i know the devs are just as interested to see how that's going to you know, how we handle it, not necessarily what they intended, but how do we handle it. Um, today, or I should say what we're going to talk about now, MechWare Tactics, we've got the devs dive into the card types, the paint schemes, patterns, and decals. This is actually a really cool read. Um, it's sort of lengthy, uh, but pretty much uh, one of the things, you know, we talked about with uh, Chris and James on the Mech Steps and Beer number three. If you didn't um, listen to that, go and give it a read. It's actually a really good podcast, really good read. And again, appreciate those guys being on, and they will be on again. The depth of customization. We've seen the customization for the, the equipment. I mean, everything now, paint schemes and patterns and decals, and it's just, I don't care who you are. It's just awesome. It's great to see all of this level of detail. You can really di- dive down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that dragon looks pretty cool. I mean, stuff like confirmed kills, shamrocks, dice, the rocket girl, you know, they have stuff, you know, pinup art and uh, stuff like checkered flag, scratch. I mean, all of this stuff, uh, there's going to be cards, uh, you know, um, everything. It's just 
It's really cool. Um, for those who have never really got into the board game itself, and this is where it's all sort of originated. You know, the board game, the, you know, the first novels and stuff. Um, check out the, the board game if you've never played. Uh, the link right there is, is basically getting started, how to get involved in the tabletop. Um, I do know, like I said uh, last week, or I, maybe I didn't say, there's actually a, like an Armored Gamers right down the street, like a mile and a half from me. A group does come in there and play Battletech. I'm going to try to get a hold of them, and then obviously I'll branch out to those who live in the Raleigh sort of area in North Carolina. Maybe we can get something up. Even those guys down in Charlotte, maybe, who knows, maybe get something going uh, later on this year or next year, I should say. And, of course, if you've never read any of the Battletech novels, they're iconic. They're sort of classic in their own right. Yes, some of them are silly and funny, and some of the pictures on them are hilarious as is, but... I think they make you enjoy the universe a lot more and you can see why everyone probably in, in this live studio audience is a fanatic and is a follower of Battletech. It's because of the, the novels. It's because of, you know, the board game, the card game. I mean, everything. So make sure you uh, check those out. You can get a lot of them on, um, uh, God, what is it? Uh, the e-reader, you know, like electronic. Uh, and I think there's even some, uh, I've stated there's some, uh, audiobooks out there is that i think uh that's where someone was saying you can get them on like amazon and there you have it uh no news from the mechware living legends team i actually touched base with them earlier they're going to give me an update for next week obviously we reported a lot of information last week uh, regarding there are some updates coming so keep that in mind and i'll update you guys hopefully next week with a quick little blurb about that and of course facebook we've got 1661 likes We've got 149 new likes in the past week. So please give us your feedback. If you like stuff, if you don't like stuff, let us know. Again, I hit that up all the time. If you have questions, I get back to you usually right away. Uh, If you have any requests or anything like that, please hit us up. And I'd like to thank everyone, our community, our staff members, PGI, Paul. Thank you again for coming out and answering the questions and being on the spotlight. And, you know, we really do appreciate everything everyone's doing. And, of course, to our, uh, you know, uh, Dave for the website that you're working on and helping out with the new TS3. For everything, everyone, again, thank you for supporting us and making NGNG your primetime listen show. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is the late Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. This is Greg. This is Daniel, a.k.a. Mr. Boo, a.k.a. Jagger Boo. Until next time, Mech Warrior. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me, you can feel it on my skin, but there is more with it. Just a little off The truth is that one time I was 
of your battle mech overheating at the absolute worst time? Warning. Coolant system failure. Heat critical. Ah, shit! This cheap fragging coolant is gonna get me killed! Does your crew chief have your best interests at heart? Eh, don't worry, General. We'll save a few C-bills with this generic brand coolant. They're all the same anyway. Well, if you want the best coolant for all your combat needs, buy Sub-Zero Battle Mech Coolant. At over 50% more efficient than competitive brands, it will guarantee you get that extra shot off in your laser boot. So buy Sub-Zero and keep your cool, baby.